The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, 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 what is up? It's a chop up. It's your boy Sterls up in here. Happy to see y'all tonight, man. It's a... This is the aftermath of the NFL draft, and you are listening and watching the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed, and this is the Choppa. Thank you to all who are giving me their ears, their time, and, and tonight, you know, we're not we're not going to do anything complicated, y'all. We're just going to kick it. We're going to chop it up. It's like the name of the show says, man. I got I got a couple guests, some of my dogs in here, and we're just going to. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about some potential fits. See what's going on around the league. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and I, I want to see if you guys are actually excited about what Brandon Bean and this team was able to do uh, this weekend in the draft. Are you happy about it? We're going to talk about what I'm happy about. We're going to talk about some things that I don't like. Yes, there are some things that I don't like. You say, Sterls, you're, you're just a hater. And call me a hater. I mean, I, I just keep it a buck with y'all. I just keep it a buck with y'all. But uh, nevertheless, man, let's let's get right into this thing. Uh, this is the chop up. So uh, we had the NFL draft this past weekend. And, uh, you know, Wednesday night, you know, I told y'all, like, I ain't going to sleep. Okay. I, the Wednesday night, I really didn't sleep, man. I was just excited about what was going to take place. I didn't know, you know, every day of that week, I felt like the pick that I wanted changed. It went from Jack Campbell to Drew Sanders to give me Mario Addison because I thought he'd be there. And tight end was way down on the list. It was way down there on the list, man. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, man. I ain't going to lie. But uh, 
we got our pick, and uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. And I got some of my homies up in here. We got uh, we got Eric and Anthony. The, what the, up? The trio, Yo. dog. What's up, man? How y'all doing? What's happening, man? man? Thanks Eric, for having us. I don't know. You got a safari, uh, a forest. <laughs> yeah. In the background with your with your beard. I mean, yeah. You, yeah you I can tell you haven't been place. outside in a long time. It's actually not the safari. It's just the woods. Oh, just yeah. woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black folks don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he looks like he's been in the woods with that beard. Huh? I have been, uh, <laughs> yeah, been doing a little college, been working full time doing a little college. So yes, I've been uh, inside for a while. Yeah, so I, I yeah. bring the outside inside. That's <laughs> you had to bring the outside inside. That yeah. that sounds like a uh, a little thing. What what did uh, our vice president Kamala? The the did y'all see the little clip that she had about? She tried to do a little riddle and it just flopped. It was just, oh, yeah. it was terrible. It was terrible. I that's didn't what see that. That sounds good. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Anthony, how you doing, man? The doctor? Good, good man. <laughs> I, I know. We had fun last week and thinking about it, watching the draft, and finally got to see what happened, and now we get to discuss again. So I'm glad to be back here with you pre-draft and then post-draft. It's nice. Yeah. No, Thanks it's for uh, having me again. Hey, man. You know, it, it's all love, man. It's uh, glad to have you uh, come come join me here over at Rumblings uh, to talk some talk some ball, talk some some prospects. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So, shall we get into this thing or what? Let's go. All right. So, the Bills going back to to Thursday night of the draft. You know, we see uh, the Bills get on the clock. Right. They they trade up. And I'm like, okay, here we go, right? And I think the three of us were texting, you know. <laughs> and uh, as as usual per draft day, we always do this. It's a tradition of ours, unlike any other. And uh, lo and behold, the Bills select Dalton Kincaid. And I and I'll be honest, but I, I'm going to tell you my gut reaction. Okay, but first, Anthony, what was your gut reaction when you heard the name? Uh, it's the same. We've said it on the show before and, you know, we've talked about it and we've texted about it. I've been out there on Twitter about it. If you take a tight end, you're going two tight end sets. So I guess we're going two tight end sets. That was my gut reaction. Like I'm fine with picking a tight end, especially a guy like Kincaid. I had him going to green Bay at like 12. So the fact that we got him that late, I thought was a good deal. And he is the best pass catcher. At least I had him as the best pass catching tight end in this in this draft and Bean came out afterwards and comforted all of us by saying look this is he's not tight end two this is a slot guy he's gonna line up in the slot right don't think of him as tight end two because that's I saw that everywhere too that was not my instant reaction was oh you've got tight end two it was oh you've got a pass catcher and I wanted to focus on offense first if not trade back and get more defense like a linebacker as we talked about uh, but because we traded up, it had to be for an offensive player. So I was happy with it overall. Okay. Wasn't like over the moon at first, but I was pretty happy with it overall. Yeah. Eric, what, what was your reaction? Because you loved it. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked it, yes. But, I mean, I was just happy they went offense. Right. That, that actually yes. surprised me. You know, we yeah. saw Jack Campbell go early. We saw the four receivers in a row. I thought for sure they were going to take, you know, get desperate, you know, take, you know, a defensive player maybe Mozzie Smith or something, or trade back. Uh, so I was actually very excited when I, when I saw tight end come across the board. Um, again, like everybody else, your immediate thoughts without doing the research is, 
what about Dawson Knox? Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think as you, as we've all watched the, you know, every rep that Dalton Kincaid's ever taken in college this week, I think we know that there is room for two tight ends in this offense because mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid is not a traditional tight end, right? He's a, you know, what is it? A, a Y or an F? What? <laughs> Yeah, why? Yeah, I think it's F, it's right? Thrown. It's an yeah. F tight end. F tight end, right. <laughs> so he doesn't play in line. So that really changed my perspective. But, yeah, my initial reaction is they actually took a weapon in the first round. Yeah, uh, I was mixed about it, to be honest, because I felt like I liked Dalton Kincaid, the player. I just didn't like the fit in terms of do I really have enough confidence that they're going to use him the right way. I mean, if we're really honest, I, I feel like the Bills have a hard time when it comes to putting players in position to be their best on the field. Now, I'm not talking about being a man off the field and, and so forth, but I do feel like, you know, uh, at times you, you go and get a Naheem Hines and you don't use him. You you draft uh, James Cook to be this pass-catching option out of the backfield. You don't use him, mm-hmm. right? And so what what makes me think – that they're gonna use Dalton Kincaid like like a weapon. Mm-hmm. That that is that is my that's my hold up in the whole thing. I like the player, but man, when I heard when I saw it the Buffalo, I get it. But again, like can Ken Dorsey really get the most out of this player? And I'm not I'm not sure. He hasn't shown me that he can do that, right? I, I think using Stefan Diggs and the slot more would be great for the offense, right? But they just don't do it. So it makes me wonder, you know, I, I like Dalton Kincaid, the player. You know, he he's a big slot, right? He, so, you know, you, you he should be a matchup nightmare where, you know, uh, Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott talking about how they're going to have to dictate terms when he's on the field, you know? So are you going to play your base defense or you're going to play nickel, right? So if you play nickel, you're going to, mm-hmm. You're going to put him up against, uh, you know, a third corner, which is your nickel corner, or, or are you going to try to trot down a, a safety? And, and I think Dalton Kincaid wins that matchup majority of the time, right? So, but again, it just depends on how you're going to use him. I, I would have, if you're going to trade up for Dalton Kincaid, why don't you just trade up for wide receiver? You know, it's like. Well, it, they couldn't get higher, right? So I, the, all, yeah. all the four were gone, right? We That was one of the topics we discussed that came out before the draft, right? Oh, more running backs than wide receivers were going to be taken. I called BS on that because wide receivers too premium of a position, and we saw it go higher, probably higher than the value that McDermott and Bean had on them, which is why they were like, we're not, they're not worth trading up that much in that spot. They got taken there. Great. See you. That's where you belong. Have fun, right? They're not willing to overpay to get the position, even though sometimes that might be the right move in some people's eyes. Uh, so I, I kind of look at this. I agree with you, Sterling, that you have to use them the right way. And I'm not, you know, saying, oh, we're definitely going to use them the right way. I want, I need to see it. Right. And then I, I also agree. I kind of look at him as a wide receiver pick. This is wide receiver for the Bills, Dalton Kincaid, who happens to be a big bodied, you know, guy who looks more like a tight end. That's why they call him a tight end, but plays more like a wide receiver catching balls, you know, receiving wise, uh, that's more of his role. Uh, so I, I kind of looked at it as that was the best wide receiver on the board by far at that point, right? Pass catcher, at least. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, they, they go ahead, Eric. 
Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think it's a little different because Dalton Kincaid, you know, he, he's going to fill a need in this offense day one, right? They brought in Cole Beasley late in the year last year because they were just missing that check down player who could, you know, get underneath in the zone or find the hole in the zone yes. and just be a little check down option for Josh Allen, right? I, I feel like Dalton Kincaid comes in, he has that skill set day one. It's not like Naeem Hines who came in late in the year and was doing punt returns, doing kick returns. Uh, he's third on the, the running back death chart. We already had established, you know, established running back in Singletary. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen runs the ball. You know, if, uh, who was the other example you used? Oh, uh, James Cook didn't James use him. I mean, who knows what's going on there? Yeah. But rookie came on late in the year. Um, Kincaid's a rookie. So you Kincaid's better use rookie, him day one. You can I mean, better use him Kincaid's day one. skill set is just yeah. – it's already up to par for what this offense needs. Right? He's got a lot to learn. I don't expect a lot day one. But he comes in, he finds holes in the zone. He wins yes. contest, contested catches day one. Right? That skill set is there. So I think that's a little different than the, you know – the Naeem Hines conversation or the, well, uh, you mentioned our initial reaction versus after I got to review some tape that the next day, basically overnight, you know, I'm up all night watching the Kincaid video, of course. And one of the things I'm by no means a like football X's and O's analyst, but I, I do watch the tape and, and know what football means. Right. So when I saw his, when I saw his, you know, football, I know, foot, I know the football, when you the my favorite thing that I saw with his quarterback, right? Favorite thing, the Josh Allen famous rollout, right? Josh Allen loves to roll out. We know that as Bills fans. We'd love him to stay in the pocket more, but that's it, just by nature, he rolls out and Kincaid on almost every single highlight you see of him, quarterback rolls out, Kincaid is always open at, for the dump off for positive yardage. Always. Every single reel I watched, every single game tape. The quarterback rolls out. He's throwing it immediately to Kincaid because Kincaid is open and is aware of what's happening on the field to, to have that. And I just, my eyes lit up. I tweeted about it. People that got the biggest reaction, I think, of my Twitter reactions because it was just so obvious that, yes, this is going to match Josh Allen so well. He loves to roll out. Kincaid's going to be open. Just like you were com- comparing him to Beasley um, with the the catches too. You know, like the he needs that reliable third down guy that reliable who's going to be open guy. Uh, and Kincaid definitely has that that instinct, that skill to be like, okay, quarterback's in trouble. I need to get open. Let him throw me the ball. You know, and that could be an amazing thing for Josh Allen. Did you, uh, yeah. did you watch all his snaps? Sterling, did you watch all of Kincaid's snaps? Of course. I, I watched guy, all his stuff before they yeah. was even drafted. Like, have you ever seen a more efficient tight end in the passing game? And let's ignore the inline stuff. We know he does not good at that right now. The blocking, we'll ignore that. Just in the passing game, he is so efficient. Mm-hmm. Finds the hole in the zone, catches the ball c- consistently. I think I saw one drop all year. You know, I think he's north and south, right? Gets the ball, gets upfield, breaks tackles. I mean, it's just – I, and the contested catches are there, and he wins mm-hmm. them consistently. Yeah. Week in and week out. Yeah. You know, it's just, and this is why people say he's a top 15 pick because he is, it is rare skills for a, a receiving tight end, right? Yeah. You're, you're talking some of the best ever to come out, I would say. Yeah. I mean, he's natural. He's a he's natural catcher of the football. Uh, yeah, you're right. You guys alluded to that, you know, he knows how to find a, a soft spot in the zone. Uh, he, he definitely executes getting up the seam and, and executing that way. Uh, he has really good athleticism. Uh, 
and he's and he's a good route runner too. Like he can he can snap in and out of breaks as, as a tight end. He is a tight end. Let's let's just clear the air there. I know y'all talking about he's a receiver. Yeah. Well, he gets no, paid like he gets paid like he, a tight end. That's my boy is a tight end. Let's just call it what it is. But they're gonna use. They say they're gonna use him in all these various different ways. I I, I, I want to see in it. The but, slot. But Dean came out and said he's playing in the slot. He's so playing in the him. slot. <laughs> and they've they've done this with the Carolina Panthers with uh. You know, they're doing their two tight end sets with uh, who was it? Uh, the kid from uh, Ols- Ols- Greg Ols- Olson, yeah, and, and uh, the kid from Florida. I just can't remember his name right now. Uh, but anyway, they they they've operated in this. So this is and Ken Dorsey has like he's deployed two tight twelve personnel two tight end sets a lot early in Carolina. He was uh, Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. Uh, so they can do it. Right, they they can very much do it. I, I feel like Kincaid is is he was the best tight end in terms of just the receiving tight end. He he he's extremely good. Like the fact that the way he tracks the ball, you notice that like he just yeah. snatches the ball out of the air and, and his soft hands. Like we've right. seen Dawson Knox do similar things where Dawson Knox has very soft hands, but Dalton Kincaid catches better than some of the wide receivers. Uh, yeah. The top five wide receivers in this class. I kept thinking when I was watching, you know, Kincaid's just so smooth. It just comes natural for him, right? You, you watch a lot of tight ends. You know, Gronk comes to mind for me where they run, and it just looks hard for him to run. You know what I mean? Like, like full sprint trying to, you know, get past a linebacker or corner. It just doesn't look comfortable for him. But with Kincaid, it just seems smooth and, and natural. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, usage. We'll, we'll talk and then we'll get to the next pick. But how do you think they're gonna? How many targets do do we actually think that he's gonna get? Your That's first tough, round right? pick. Your first round pick. You, you better get a number of targets, right? I mean, like seventies comes to mind. <laughs> like, please throw this man the ball, right? And it, you got to figure if you start with okay, how many passes is Josh Allen gonna throw? right in a season and then you know obviously Diggs is going to probably still be the number one target but I want Kincaid to get more than Dawson Knox if he was drafted this high I mean I know Knox is a reliable piece as as your true tight end but Kincaid's the better receiver right allegedly we need to see him play in the NFL obviously but in terms of talent coming in expectations are high so he better play a lot of snaps he better play you better get a lot of action, right? So I 70 is probably my goal at least. Yeah, I think uh I mean a first round pick, but again, we've been talking about his rare traits. I mean, you gotta utilize that, right? That's why you take a guy in the first round. And I think, you know, because they have the need that Cole Beasley's leaving behind, I think he can step right in and get those targets, you know, right away. Why not? So I think he gets a yeah, lot of targets, but I don't think it's his yards per catch, I think, will be uh relatively low. Right, because I think he is going to play a lot underneath yeah. the concepts. You know, just that you know the shallow crosses and things like that. Yeah, I think you know he's probably your second best receiving option today on the roster. Mm-hmm. Better than Gabe Davis, better than Hardy, better than Khalil Shakir. Even though he's never taken a snap, I feel like he, you know, he's a matchup nightmare. Like. And 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 I know he didn't do any athletic testing, but from what I see, if I had to give a, a good estimate, he's probably a four six five, you know, uh, in terms of speed. Uh, I think he has some, some good lateral quickness and agility. 
right? Uh, you know, he's very reminiscent athletically of Dawson Knox. I feel like I feel like Kincaid is a little he's more smooth, right, in terms of route running and just how he carries his weight. And, and so um, you know, I think I think given it deployed the right way, I think he could, you know, I'd like to see him get a, a hundred targets uh this season. I would yeah. I wouldn't I would mind. like to see that. It's at least 70, right? right? 100 would mean they're doing something right. Like they're already feeling it together. So I would I would love that. And and the cool thing about this, um, and unlike a lot of tight ends, what you have uh, in Kincaid is that he can get it short, intermediate, and deep. So you could throw the ball to him deep down the field, mm-hmm. which is very nice, which is very nice for a big guy like that. So uh, I, I feel like Josh Allen – you know, even though we know that he likes throwing the wide receivers, I just hope and pray that it's a, you know, that he looks Kincaid's way. I mean, from reported, I guess Josh Allen was extremely excited and was blowing up Brandon Bean's phone. I guess that was a report (laughs) of his excitement for the pick. So uh, we'll see what happens with that pick. But I I would say, I mean, I hate draft grades, but I would say they got, they did the best they could for for where they were and what they had. You got the number one tight end in the draft class, you know, Mm -hmm. versus getting – the fourth or fifth best wide receiver, right? You got the number one tight end. So I got to give Brandon Bean credit on that. And I'm very critical of uh, Brandon Bean's draft decisions, but I felt like, you know, he did what he had to do. I probably would have sided with, uh, you know, Nolan Smith at the pick, to be honest. I mean, you're getting, Mm. that's extreme value, getting Nolan Smith at the defensive end, who you're going to need, you know. But they went, that's what I thought. I was like, Nolan Smith is still there. I figured they're just going to go get Nolan Smith, right? Yeah. But oh, they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But I mean, I like Nolan Smith. Don't get me yeah, wrong, but right. I want I wanted offense. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm glad they went that way. Yeah, I was just going to say that you're seeing a shift in the mentality, though, right? They they've said repeatedly, "Gotta help Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got to change his style of play." Right. Well, now the the organization's backing him up on that, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, would we be happy with an edge player? Sure, but I think. No, the need for the team was a high pick for the offense, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that's you know, and you I mentioned this, you mentioned what I think is kind of an under under the radar thing with with Kincaid as well is the contested catch thing, which Eric mentioned, and then the downfield passing, which you said, Sterling. You know, if you think about this Bills offense, I don't think we've had a receiver who Josh Allen could just throw it up to when he's covered, really, right? Diggs is the guy, right? He'll throw it to Diggs anytime. But in Boston terms Knox. of like yeah, Knox, but as much with in coverage, Knox hasn't Knox still needs to get separation. Kincaid just rips the ball away from guys. Yeah, right. That's like, a good point. That's, so a really I, good point. that's one of the things that I want to see translate to the NFL level because the guys are bigger, faster, stronger, obviously in the NFL. And I'm hoping that he can still do that because that was the other thing that stood out to me watching his gameplay. Right. It's just, man, this guy can get downfield. He doesn't need to get a ton of separation and he's catching the ball and getting a big play, right? A big pass catch. Uh, and when he does get separation, it just looks that much easier. So uh, the contested though, really looking forward to having that guy who can one-on-one, even though you're on top of me, I'm getting the ball. So yeah, hopefully that translates. Right. We yeah. haven't even talked about how he's going to help in the running game, right? You got a tight end playing slot receiver. The guy's 6'4", 240. I think he can block a corner or a linebacker, right? <laughs> I, I think he's I, I think he's a, a willing blocker. Like I, yeah, I don't yeah. have any qualms about his 
you know, I mean, it gets a little sloppy at times, you know, having watched for sure. That, but um, but it's I not think it's bad. good enough. It's, it's good enough, thing. right? It's yeah, good and, enough. And like you said, Sterling, it's more about that scheme, right? Who who is the defense going to put on the field when you have Kincaid there? Right. Because right. if you defend the run with Kincaid there, then he's going to get open most likely, right? If right. you if you defend the pass and put the extra corner out there, then the running back's going to have a lane, right? So it works in that sense too. Yeah, I I think it says you know more uh, to what James Cook in the running running game could be able to do in that 12 personnel package because, yeah. you know, you instead of having Gabe Davis kind of block in, in some of those situations, now you got Kincaid who who can, you know, with that size and weight can kind of he, – he's going to add a little dimension and maybe, you know, these guys can uh, get to the outside a little more. But uh, speaking of blocking, the Bills made a second-round pick uh, mm-hmm. University of Florida offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. And uh, – you know, I got to give my girl Sarah some credit here because she's been, been pounding the table for Osiris Torrance's whole draft, uh, you know. Probably period. in the first round, right? Well, like, in the first round, yeah. She's, yeah, she's, no. she's been very high on on, on Torrance. Uh, I like the guy. I, I feel like, um, you know, I was surprised by the pick, but before we get my take on it, what, what are your initial thoughts, Anthony? Uh, loved this pick here, right? Because it was a need and he was the guy who fell. I thought he was clearly the best player on the board for them. Like, okay, guard is one of the positions we're looking at. This is a guy who I thought was going to go toward the end of the first round. In the first round, I didn't like him as much, the Bills. I saw his name a ton in mock drafts to the Bills, and I was like, well, guard at that position, you know, I would rather trade down and and get one later or whatever. Um, But the fact that he just was there sitting at the board, it was one of those picks again where Bean and McDermott were probably like, look, we had a high – first round or low first round high second round grade and and he's sitting here for the taking and can do a lot for us maybe he's not the perfect scheme fit or whatever which is why i didn't see him as a dead ringer for the first round but man getting that guy where we did in the second round i was absolutely excited for that one like yes give me that good guard who's going to i mean a second round guard you you assume he's contending to be the starter if not the penciled in starter now uh, but I'm excited to see what he can do for sure. Great pick. Yeah, and I think the value. You know, yeah, I think value is a big word there. But you know, him having blocked for Anthony Richardson, I think has added value as well, right? He's used to having a mobile quarterback, guy who can you know run around. That's he's a good he's point. Used to developing yeah. those gaps, but he was great in the past game as a blocker. So I think that's that's huge. And you know, I think he had like somebody said 99th percentile in wingspan. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty serious, right? So, yeah, just I just feel like we've been running through these undrafted or late picks at right guard for a number of years, and it just kind of feels good to have, okay, we have a plan there, right, for the next four or five years. Yeah. Um, the whole offensive line seems like it's it's filled, right? These right. are our guys for, for a while, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, I think Spencer Brown becomes the weakest link on the line all of a sudden, or maybe – maybe center with Mitch Morris' contract coming up. But those are conversations for next year. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when I saw the pick, I was like, okay. Like, I'm excited about that because, you know, it's like, you know, it'd be like the Warriors just having all three-point shooters, right? And then you you need a guy, you know, you need a guy that can go in there and rebound, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you need a guy that can go in there and play some defense. And yes. I feel like for as much as we talk about, you know, the Bills being having an athletic, you know, uh, guys that can move and have agility and stuff like that at the second level, you know, you get a guy who 
doesn't have the foot speed. He doesn't have the lateral quickness and agility. But what he does have is power. And like, mm-hmm. and one of the things I like about his game is that he plays with good pad level. Uh, and, and he, you know, like sometimes you see offensive linemen kind of play over their toes. You know, they're leaning forward and and, and you don't have good uh, good leverage and, and, and stuff like that. So the fact that he's able to do that very well, uh, you know, he he's you know, he's st- like, he's just, he's just strong and can move people out of the way. They need, they need a guy like that because, you know, when you, when you talk about uh short yardage situations, this is where he's going to shine. Just think about this guy coming, if he's pulling, right. Getting on the move. I mean, it's really going to help a lot of things. And the fact that, you know, this guy, this is another guy, this is a guy that didn't allow a sack in, in college. I mean, in it playing in SEC one year, you know, playing in uh, you know uh, Louisiana. The nobody can years. tackle Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he just man. Stiff arm it, but you know, when you Josh Allen's going to be the same way. I mean, we've talked about that. His his line has not been as good as Josh Allen has made it out to be. Right yeah. now that he actually has a guy right. who can block better, maybe it'll be safer for him out there. Yeah, I mean, he, you always I always go into this like, man, you want. You know, your second round pick, you want a guy that was allegedly supposed to be going in the first round to get mm-hmm. a guy, right? And I feel like they got excellent value and it meant a need. It wasn't just getting the best player available. They 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 got a need filled, yeah. right? So my expectation for him is to start. He he needs to start at, at right guard. And and you know, Ryan Bates, buddy, uh, I like him. And I think Ryan Bates probably, you know, be a good swing guy. I mean, not swing tackle, but he's a good, you know, six man, right? Or if Mitch Morse decides he wants to hang him up in a few years, you got your guy mm-hmm. that can come in and, and play center. But Ryan Bates can play all of the positions on the line pretty much. So maybe it's a hedge for uh, Spencer Brown. Who knows? But um, I like the pick. It, it, it was extremely solid pick. I love I, I love Osiris Torrance, and I, and I hope he starts. Do you guys think – what's your thought on that? Do you think that he starts yeah. day one as a right guard? Mm, yes. I think – I think his play is just better than the guys we have. I mean, it doesn't, you can be a big fan of Ike Bakker or, you know, Ryan Bates. Um, there's a lot to like about those guys. I like those guys. But when you compare them to Osiris Torrance, I'm going to put that guy in first, right? And it's all going to play out. I think he still has to earn it. Don't get me wrong, right? But just knowing how I've seen him play and how that's going to translate. I love the comparison by Daryl in the in the in the chat, by the way, called him the juggernaut, right? Like he's when he plants and if he moves forward, he's the juggernaut or a charging buffalo, right? Like he is it, it, he rarely, rarely gets beat out there. So that's I mean, I, I think automatically an upgrade over what we've seen at the guard position for Buffalo. I mean, think about the last second round guard we picked. Remember Cody Ford? Now compare Cody Ford to a guy like Osiris Torrance. My God, that is high and low, right? Like I'll take Osiris Torrance every single time there. Uh, and they both went in the second round. So I I do think he will be the, the day one starter, if not the one who takes the most snaps, because we know that McDermott and Bean tend to be like, well, you know, this is our guy, so we'll start him but he doesn't play the most snaps or whatever. So I think Osiris Torrance will earn the playing time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And he has, he, this guy's a ton of starts, right? He played in the SEC. Um, so I think uh, he certainly can start, right? Second round pick, I think he should start. Uh, well, it depends how how fast can you pick up the terminology, right? If you don't mm-hmm. see him early, it's because maybe he's not picking up the terminology fast enough. 
but that remains to be seen. At the end of the day, though, I think this offense might look a little different than what we're used to, right? We might see some some power run, right? It's something they really haven't been good at in the offensive line the past few seasons. Um, we know Connor McDermott is primarily known for yeah. pass blocking, right? So um, that remains to be seen. I mean, they were Dallas was a big run team too. So I think maybe we can see more balance on the offense. And I think if that's the direction they go with the new running backs, two tight ends, and now I think you have to start Torrance, right? He's the power guy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, if that's the direction they're going, I think he will start. Yeah, no, I think you will. Uh, I would love for him to start, man, to be honest. But, uh, you know, what about Dorian Williams? You know, this is the third round pick in the bills again, go, uh, linebacker round three and I gotta be honest I, I wasn't a fan of this pick um you know I felt like the guy that they should have gotten or they could have gotten in the first round right uh that ended up going to the Broncos mm-hmm. you know middle linebacker we know his name I, I can't even say his name right now because I just <laughs> feel like you know he, he, he wow. we could have we could have had Drew Sanders man yeah and, and so you know I I feel like you should have got him, but you got Dorian Williams, and there are some 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 aspects of Dorian's game that I like. I like the fact that he's six one, six two, and he runs a four four nine. Like I feel like I think that'll that'll be good. And he he plays bigger. He plays a lot bigger than than his size says, right? You know, he's a guy he could fight off offensive linemen and, 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 and do those types of things. Um, you know, I think he's I think he has some work to do in coverage, but I think he's good enough. Like, and I, I also think this guys, and you could tell me. What you know, first you'll tell me what you know what you think of the pick, but also the fact that these linebackers in this scheme, you really don't the Mike linebacker position, like these guys are sharing the responsibilities, right? You know, so it's not a traditional Mike position. Now, the responsibility on the two nickel linebackers is very heavy, and they have a lot of responsibility pre-snap, post-snap. They're expected to cover a lot of ground. So when you look at it that way, okay. You got a guy that's six foot two, runs a four four nine, and uh, he he's he's strong at the point of attack. Is he is he you know refined? No, he's not refined, but it's something to work with. What do you think about that? Like, do you and the fact that they did it? You know, I felt like they did it. Uh, they didn't put many assets into middle linebacker because they mm-hmm. they felt like they had liked who they had in the room. And Brandon Bean has told us <laughs> that, but we all thought he yeah. was well. Was that capping. plus um, Jack Campbell went way earlier than they thought? Yeah. That could be right. something to do with it too. But uh, well, Sanders <laughs> was there though. Sanders, I yeah, mean, but, early second to the Broncos, but yeah, yeah. Sanders has good traits for for Mike, but he, I think he's primarily a uh, outside. I mean, he played defensive end at Alabama for a while. I think he he was better suited for that type of role, outside blitzing linebacker. Yeah, um, but you could have made him a Mike, I think. But anyway, yeah, Doreen is it Doreen or Doran? Dorian? Dorian. Dorian. You call him Doreen. I've I just been saying Williams past few days, but anyway, you know, when I watched him very decisive in the, you know, decision-making is it run or pass. I think that's one of his strengths is he's, he's very decisive and yep. recognition, recognition, um, team captain. Love to see that. Right. He's definitely athletic enough to be in the league. He's athletic enough to start, but you know, I'm just not sure this is open competition and he's, he's way behind AJ Klein. Right. He's behind Terrell Bernard, who's also a team captain on for Baylor. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, we've seen Dotson play. He has more snaps, right? So I think he's he's at a huge disadvantage. I don't expect to see a lot of uh, starts yeah. 
or I don't even see it. I don't know. It depends who wins this battle out. And I've been having a hard time with this because um, we know Sean McDermott's taking over the play calling. I think the defense linebackers in particular are going to be a lot more aggressive in the blitz. Or I think there'll be a lot more blitz packages. So which which linebacker do you prefer, you know, at Mike for those type of packages? Is is it AJ Klein? I mean, he's probably the most knowledgeable in the system, but it, I mean, he's a little bit over the hill, right? So yeah, I, I was it's anybody's job, right? Right, right? I don't. I think Klein's more the reliable backup who's the knowledge in the room, but I don't think Dorian Williams is. I think Bean came out and said that they're going to play him outside, and not make him the middle linebacker. So. That makes this pick a little more confusing to me. I like his talent after watching him, but as Sterling alluded to, it was a big drop-off for me after Drew Sanders, right? You didn't get Drew Sanders, fine. You're happy with the linebackers you got in the room. But then you draft a linebacker in the third round. Two things with this. One was, my first thought was, you're picking a linebacker now? This felt like a pick of need. You need a linebacker. Everybody said it because you lost your starting Mike linebacker. So you just picked your favorite linebacker on the board, which is not a good thing in draft strategy, right? Instead of, in my mind, I was thinking, you're telling me there's not defensive line depth or an edge person here that could could add value to the team immediately versus a linebacker that you're saying isn't going to start and is only going to be a backup to Matt Milano to, to begin his career? Like, okay, I mean... Maybe he'll add depth on special teams and all that, but this is the third round. Trade down. Bean is a magician at making moves, and you know that's easy to say, not easy in lifetime, right? right. When uh, maybe he was trying to be like, "Hey, we there's nobody here. We got we're trading down if anybody wants to trade up," and nobody wanted to trade up. But in my mind, it was like, "Okay, you should have traded down if this was the guy you really wanted," because I don't think anybody else was picking linebacker around that time, uh, or defensive line edge would have been more valuable if you were looking defense at that time. So I was a little confused by the pick. He has high upside, maybe in a couple years, you know, he'll be proving that he can be an everyday starter and, and, you know, get a lot more playing time. But again, Matt Milano's still going to be on the team. So, I mean, I don't get it. So <laughs> there's a lot that, that I have questions about. I think we'll, we'll have to see this one play out another third round linebacker too. That was the other thing. Okay. You drafted a guy last year that maybe, you're saying is in the mix to be the starting Mike linebacker. And yet you pick another one in the same round. It, it, there's a lot to question here with this one, probably my least favorite of the picks high upside, but so I don't know how it fits. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we talk about coverage, like he's excellent in coverage, right? Like there's a stat to where he only allowed like 161 yards in coverage for the entire season, had two interceptions, uh, he, he was one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. So I think I think the Bills kind of covet that. Um, you know, I, I feel like the way he tackles, like he sniffs out, you know, he's really good against the run. Like I, I probably would venture to say he could be a little – he's probably a little bit better in terms of stopping the run than Tremaine Edmonds was coming out, you know. Uh, so he's willing to play, you know, stick his nose in there and, and get dirty. Um, but – you know, again, he's going to have to get stronger uh, at the NFL level. You know, I feel like, you know, he, he does struggle coming off blocks. Um, so so we'll see how it works out, man. I Look, I hope the guy starts at, mm-hmm. at, at, at Mike Linebacker, right? We're going to say Mike Linebacker. I hope the guy starts. That would over. have to be a miracle. <laughs> he Athletically, he's a better athlete than Terrell Bernard. But Terrell Bernard has 
uh, another year in the system ahead of him. But I like Dorian Williams more than I like the ter- ter- uh, Terrell Bernard pick. So I'm, I'm not gonna hate on him. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I just, I just, I just wish they would have done a little something a little different. But I hope the kid plays well. Like I, I like the athletic profile, the athletic upside. I just think you could have did a little bit, bit better. But didn't hey. Bean say he's he's outside? I'm pretty uh, sure he could. Bean said he's playing outside. But again, to my point earlier, you know, in this defense, you know, those responsibilities are kind of okay. shared. You know, so I, we don't that's really what I have yes. a traditional Mike linebacker, right? right. right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yep, yep. They're, they're both going to play area. a lot of coverage. They that's both right. are going to need to fit the run. Sometimes, right? right. They're both going to have to fit the run yep. and, and yep. so forth. But who's going to get the green dot? It's probably it's Dorian Williams over Matt Milano who will get the green dot. Oh, or yeah. Terrell Bernard, AJ Klein over Matt Milano. Agreed. So, Agreed. Uh, it just depends on what happens. But, you know, he probably he could do it. We'll see, man. I, I think you're a little smaller linebacker if, if that's what you, what you want to try it out there. But it's not like teams have – you know, all these teams have six foot five linebackers and, mm-hmm. you know, there's teams with small linebackers. Like as long as you can, you can cover and you can tackle and you can, and you can read a defense, right. Just get on the field and play. That's all yeah. I care about. And so speed, maybe right? play recognition and speed, I think is what maybe this good at, right. That's kind of what they're going to be missing there. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, the next pick now, we didn't have a fourth round pick, but the Bills went and got Justin Shorter, a wide receiver out of Florida again. Now this is a a, a size speed guy, right? Uh, six foot four, can can get it uh, down the field. He doesn't really offer you anything in terms of route running ability in the short to intermediate areas. Feel he, you know, I feel like he has a uh, he doesn't get off coverage, uh, bumper run man coverage that well, but. If you throw him the ball down the field, I mean, he has really good hands. Like, I tell you, you guys know I don't like uh, guys who catch the ball with their body. Like, I hate mm-hmm. receivers who catch the body catches all the time. Like, Isaiah McKenzie is a body catcher, right? This guy is another guy like Dalton Kincaid that's going to snag it out of the air like his mm-hmm. basketball. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's getting a rebound. I love that out of where I receiver. I, I think if the expectation for him moving forward is the Jake Kumaro role uh, in position. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you on this. Uh, reaction when the Bills uh, selected Justin Shorter? Yeah, I don't think it was surprising. I mean, late round receiver, you know, after we saw the four top receivers go off the board in the first round, that's kind of what I expected. I didn't mm-hmm. think they would reach on a receiver after taking Kincaid. Um, you know, uh, again, I, Beans, re- you know, repeatedly gets guys who have high upside, right? And I think, uh, you know, Gabe Davis was a fourth round pick, right? So I think, again, I think you can see a high upside player here who needs some work. Look, the physical traits are there. Big-bodied guy. Again, played with a mobile quarterback with a similar system. I mean, that that's always a plus. But um, the big thing is, can he separate? I, mean, I think mm-hmm. that's where he's going to struggle. But Bean also mentioned he could play special teams, which is, I think, exactly what you want when you draft a receiver in the fifth round. So um, not a huge reaction from me at that point in the draft. <laughs> probably recovering from uh my food coma but uh yeah yeah i was I just, like, a guy who, like you said he could play in the kumaro role and, and maybe contribute to the offense a little bit but mostly special teams i tell you what i was pretty happy about this because remember when we were together on this show doing the mock draft and it was late rounds and i said you know we looked at wide receiver and i said give me the tallest fastest guy and sterling was like no come on it's not about the height and i go i want a tall Josh Allen has not really had a tall receiver to throw the ball to. 
again, we're talking downfield. Give me somebody who's legitimately bigger than the guy defending him so that we know he's got an upside no matter what. If they run at the same speed, if the other guy's got an edge on him, he's still bigger. He can still reach up higher. That's what I wanted for Josh Allen. He's never really had that. We had a few guys we drafted. How tall is Gabe Davis? That. Well, uh, I, six different two, role, though. Six he is 6'2 is big for a receiver. 6'2. He's how, he's 6'4, isn't he? So, I mean, this is significant. I, I, I think Gabe is 6'2, 6'3. That's pretty big for, uh, for an axe, right? Yeah, I think that's really good size. No, it is, but, but still, that's I mean, again, talking about a big-bodied guy who can run down the field, that's what Josh Allen, and as a fifth wide receiver or whatever you want to call him, sixth wide receiver, I, I like that. That's a piece that the Bills did not have that they got in this guy who can also play special teams. It's a late-round pick. I love this move. This was one of my favorite picks because of that, right? You're like, okay. Here's a guy who's just going to help us. Like he can give us what we don't have. Add a wrinkle. Let's see what this looks like, right? They'll be able to play it out in practice and in the preseason and say, "All right, let's see what this guy can do and and he can earn a bigger role on this team if he if he plays well, which is what you want in a late round pick." Yeah. Love this one. Love this one. Okay. Uh so we'll see, man. I I you know, I I like it in a sense like I'm not really excited about him. It's a fifth round pick. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't, you shouldn't have lofty expectations for fifth round picks. I'm not saying you guys are, but we'll see how it plays out. Right. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what he's able to do. I mean, maybe he comes in and tears it up. Like we've seen fifth round wide receivers come and have great careers. So uh, it'd be nice for the bills to get like a late round gym like that again. Right. It'd be really cool. So uh, and, and in the sixth, what in the sixth round, seventh round now is what we're talking about. The Bills went and got a uh, just combine them, right? Right, <laughs> you might as well at this yeah. point, man. Uh, they went and got a guy. Um, now my screen is freezing. That's great. Um, Nick Broker. Nick Broker is in the seventh round. He's a guard um, out of the University of Ole Miss. Um, I like this. I like the idea of get you know late round. You want to get guys like offensive linemen. You you want to get uh, cornerbacks and so forth. And they went and get got Nick Broker, uh, who who's solid. This is a guy that's played a lot of tackle in this past season. Decided you know uh, he got some feedback from the NFL and he you know he wants to play in the league. So <clears throat> excuse me, he goes to guard and and he had a pretty pretty good year at guard. Um, you know he's. He's a smaller guy, you know, in terms of like he's he doesn't there's nothing athletically about him that's gonna wow you, right? But right. I, I do think he has some sound technique. I think he's a guy that, you know, if you sit and develop him, maybe he could turn into something. You know, maybe he could turn into a Ike Bucker or a solid mm-hmm. depth, depth piece. So uh thoughts on him uh when the Bills selected him. Yeah, I think that every was... year you gotta take a shot at an offensive lineman in a corner, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Every single draft. And last year it was Tommy Doyle. Right this yeah. year, it's you know Nick Broker. I mean, it's it's just guys you bring in. You hope they can make the roster and you know play that depth piece. If not, be good practice squad players. Yeah, I mean, I think again, you you speak to the depth. Offensive line is one you can never have enough of, right? And and I think w- the way this draft worked out, it's like Bean and McDermott said to themselves, uh, "Okay, we need to make sure we have what we need on this team, just in case." anything happens. We're ready for anything. Some of the wide receivers go down. Some of the 
guards go down, whatever. We've got the guys that we need who can come in and we can trust. This feels like a great depth addition, right? And and like you guys already alluded to with a guard and a corner is the last two picks. McDermott and Bean era has proven that those two positions especially can be developed and become rosterable, playable players. Playable, not just rosterable for depth, but playable. And like you said, I think Ike Bakker is a great comparison. That that would be a great if he becomes Ike Bakker, you've you've hit an A plus in the seventh round with this guy. And the cornerbacks, same thing. They've done it with undrafted cornerbacks. We know anything that has McDermott on it is going to mean he can develop a cornerback, right? So uh, so I like the pick in that sense uh, also. So those are two guys that I think will have their shot. They're going to play it out. They might not make the roster, and they might end up getting you know stashed away on somebody else's team for depth, um, which we've seen happen as well, which would be like, okay, that, that sucks, but it happens. Uh, but ideally, they would probably stick around on the practice squad and if needed, they can, you know, play and, and provide depth on the actual roster should they need to. Eric? <clears throat> yeah, I said uh, Tommy Doyle last was last year. That was actually two years ago. Last year they drafted a Luke good comparison. Yeah. Tanuta. Oh, Luke, plays for Luke. Green Bay. Right? Yeah, Boy, but he got later. picked up. Again, that was an example right, right, of a guy right. who got Luke right. right. So correction there. But, um, yeah, they can't have enough. You know, just keep taking shots at the offensive line, and I think you do the same thing for the secondary. So I think that's just <clears throat> the plan. All right, no so, more punters. No more punters, right? New England's took a punter and a kicker. Like, what are you doing? So the Bills in the seventh <laughs> round went and got cornerback uh, Alec Austin, uh, you know, from Oregon State. And originally, I had a a, a fifth round grade on him. Um, Ooh, yeah. So uh, you like this pick? Yeah, I think you get good value here. You know, he, I, I like, you know, you guys know I like tall, long corners. That's one of my favorites. Um, I just feel like, you know, what he makes up for, you know, if, uh, his speed is four five five, but with that arm length, you know, I, I think, you know, it 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 kind of evens itself out a little bit. Uh, but at Oregon State, man, he was really good at coverage. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he's a cornerback that can fit the run as well, so he's not afraid to get his nose dirty, right? Um but his coverage grade is like PFF. I think he's like a 72 uh, coverage grade. So I think he, he he does a really good job in coverage. He only allowed like 42 receptions this past season. Now it may seem like a lot uh, off of 69 targets is what it was. So um, he had two picks, you know, so I think he has decent ball skills, right? Uh, you know, there's nothing to write home about, but like we were talking about earlier, I think, you know, cornerback is a position that they're able to coach up. That's one of the things that I love about this regime and Sean McDermott is that they can coach up DBs and corners, right? So yeah. I feel like, you know, you, I don't know if he's going to turn into a starter. I'm not saying anything like that, but I feel like a guy in the seventh round with upside is what you, you want to take. A, right. You want to take a guy with some traits and, and see what you can get. So I, I do like the pick. Um, this is He's taking snaps at slot corner as well. Not, not many. But uh, you know he he's taking yeah, some good. um and all but when you look at like just straight straight cornerback you know he he's played some 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 box safety and right. stuff like that and some different alignments so I, I like to pick what are, what are your guys thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, go ahead, Anthony. I, I the other thought that I didn't say I know I kind of lumped them together in what I said before, but you know in picking a guard and cornerback late, but both of this applies to both of them as well. Your best case scenario is they play so well. They become that whatever number you want to say, sixth cornerback, 
fifth guard, whatever offensive lineman, how it depends on how many you're taking, but that last guy to make the actual roster, right? You're like, Hey, this guy played so well. He's got to actually make our roster. We're not giving him away. And in that sense, how do you make room for him? Well, that gives you the ability to trade away one of the guys you, you currently have at depth at that position. You're not trading away one of your top guys, obviously, but in terms of guard, if, if he makes it, you're trading away one of your pieces at guard. If, if you, if he, the cornerback plays well, you're going to say, okay, we're going to give up one of our, you know, fifth or sixth cornerbacks and see what kind of pick we can get for him because those are two positions that are going to be in demand. So if you have quality already proven NFL players, there's going to be teams out there who want them for whatever value it is. You know, maybe you only get a third or fourth round pick at best, even if they're a quality starting guy, but that's better than nothing. And you've replaced it with somebody who's cheaper and more long-term in a rookie, right? So definitely some upside there. So overall, let's let's wrap this class up. You know, I, I felt like the Bills needed to have uh, some home runs in this class, right? Uh, you know, and maybe they got that in Dalton, Dalton Kincaid and Osiris Torrance. I would love that. You know, I'm tired of looking at Bills draft class and go, mm, well, mm. so what are your overall thoughts on the draft class? Anthony, we'll start with you. Really excited that they focused two things. Focus on Josh Allen. We've been saying that. Eric's been saying that for years. We've been saying that for since the end of the season for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Focus on Josh Allen. You need to do whatever you need to do for Josh Allen. It should be simple. And this draft, they did that, right? You got the, the tight end, the, the receiver, whatever. The guy, the pass catcher, the dynamic pass catcher, the guard to protect him, the, the depth. Uh, to, to keep him his safety valve. You know, you, you focused on the offense, the wide receiver, the, the, the second guard. You, you focused on what Josh Allen needs to succeed, and that is the most important thing. Your two, first over, your two picks in the first and second round, your first two picks were 100% Josh Allen in mind. What mm-hmm. can we do? We can give him a pass catcher. We can protect him better on the offensive line, and that is a takeaway. The second thing, one of the themes I think we we have here is just instinct, right? These guys have what it's it's built into them. It's instinctive to play their position. Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance, we talked about it with them. Even Dorian Williams, who wasn't my favorite pick this draft, he has the instincts, right? So they clearly had a theme here of we can build around this, but the, especially those top picks, we want them to be very uh, ingrained into the position that they're doing. And that theme i think is going to play out well especially with those top two for me but uh love the class overall um i don't know if i I, i'm not a big grade person either but uh you know i'd I'd say it's a b plus overall for me which might be high for some people but i I liked that mentality was exactly what i wanted think about josh allen do what it takes for josh allen okay eric yeah i think they they filled the needs right starting at the back i mean corner I mean, Christian Benford was the starter. He beat out a first-round pick last year. So <clears throat> always take a late corner, right? Because as you mentioned, Sterling, they're very good at developing them. Uh, so I like that. You know, guard, ta- you know, he got a lot of tackles the past few seasons. So I think, you know, getting a depth guard was a good good play there. Um, you know, special teams receiver, somebody who's always in the mix, somebody who's always going to compete for those bottom spots in the roster. Um, just overall drafting for need, right? I think the, the value with the need kind of met in this draft. And that's kind of, you know, what I think about when I think about Torrance and 
and Kincaid, but also the shift of the mentality that we needed, right? Josh Allen's in his prime, right? It does stay in their prime too long, right? So you got you got to give them weapons, right? You don't want to end up with a, you know, a Dan Marino situation where you had the top three quarterback in the league and you never won a Super Bowl or never made it to the Super Bowl, right? So right, right. That that mentality had to switch. The league right now is all offense, no defense, and that continues to work. Kansas City is the Super Bowl champion. I mean, it continues to work for Cincinnati. So I think that had to change. So you know, getting Torrance and Kincaid, but overall they didn't panic. Right. Not a great draft class overall. I think I saw 12, I thought it was 15, but it's actually 12 players were actually graded as first round picks. Right. Mm. So, I mean, they didn't panic when the four receivers were going, you know, yeah. so I thought they yeah. just let, let the value hit them. So I thought the need and value was good for this draft. Yeah. Um, one, one question I have is of all the, the weapons in this draft, how many offensive weapons are better than Dalton Kincaid? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could argue he was I the think best. You could argue top three weapon. Right? JS, JSN, yeah. I'd say, was probably definitely say, my maybe. one. My JSN one was a little bit JSN. slow, though. Bijan, separate. Bijan is a better yeah, running back. Prospect. Bijan, I, 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 would, I would allow that. Right? We were talking about skill player, right? Skill player, um, yeah. I would say Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, I, I would have put JSN up there. Okay. Yeah. In terms of pass catchers. I would have put him. I mean, I, I would put Quentin Johnson early on. The more I watch, though, Quentin Johnson's more. He plays that Gabe Davis role, right? It just wouldn't work. I mean, I wouldn't have put him above Kincaid. I, I had again. I had, Kincaid had a little out. conflict there. So yeah, yeah, I, I'd say Kincaid is is third or you know, at, at worst. Uh, yeah, he's better. Addison's I, who he, I thought the Bills were going to get at, at twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> Addison's uh, him and Addison are close, man. I, I, people are sleeping on uh, Addison. I, yeah, I, 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 I like, like his Addison game. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Zay but, Flowers, you know, I, I think Zay Flowers has some limitations, time. right? Uh, so I would say he's no worse than fourth in terms well, I of think, offensive weapon yeah. in the class, and I think that's fair. Top three or four. But, I mean, this guy's a top weapon in the draft, and you got him at 25. I think that's great value, right? And it, it adds another dimension to the offense, you know, the short underneath, the holes in the zone. This guy knows those well. I think mm-hmm. it just helps. Like, and what do we say? We, we need to add dimensions to this offense, whether that's running game, whether it's in the passing game. I think last year they are just a little one-dimensional, it seemed like. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. You know, I – I like the class. Uh, now I'm just ready for football now. Like mm-hmm. Bill signed Puna Ford, and, and we're going to get out of here. We're going to yeah. get out of here soon in a, in a minute here. But uh, maybe I'll have to uh, have you guys on here when we and talk more about uh, some potential fits. Uh, Puna Ford with the Bills, how that's going to free up some of the linebackers. Uh, James Cook is, a, is another one that I want to talk about talk to you guys about uh, that I'm going to talk about in general because I feel like the fact that the Bills didn't go running back says a lot and, and say what you want about Latavius Murray I mean he's he's been a productive back death. but uh, yeah. uh, he's a death piece but I think he's a and, guy that can get it short yeah. yards man Latavius can, can get it done so um, I, I liked it man I like the moves thus far but make sure you guys are hanging out with us here at Buffalo Rumblings man we got you locked and loaded and it, it's it's officially the off season for the content creators. So you'll see some of us in and out doing different things and stuff like that. But anytime there's breaking bills news, make sure that you have us locked and loaded right here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed. Uh, again, I am your host Sterling. I was joined tonight by my good friends, Eric 
and uh, Anthony Romeo. If you guys want to drop your socials, if you like, real quick. At Anthony Romeo NY. Twitter. Yeah. I'm there. I still interact. I don't have social. Okay. <laughs> Eric, Eric lives no. in the safari. So yeah. uh, at he, the Hoof Podcast. That's the handle I run. So. He doesn't even yeah. like electricity, y'all. So this is a big deal just to <laughs> get him grid, on here. Baby. He's off the grid all the way. I just but, got uh, my antenna for Bill's game. That's it. Absolutely, man. Well, you know what? Thank you guys for listening. And uh, give me a go, Bills. We out of here. Go, Bills. Go, Bills.